Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Wesley, Jeff, and Guerra. Welcome in July 21st. I'm your host, Wesley. I'm joined by co host, Weddle. Uh huh. And on hiatus is Jeff. Yeah. This yeah, our this our first show together, Weddle. Just me and you. Yeah, the the the, the three man squad went down to a to a duet. <laughs> Jeff Jeff will be back next week. He's an integral part of this team and we can't wait to have him back next week. All right, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at WesleyBAG, at Twin Thunder BAG, at Weddle BAG, at Bagman Pod for the podcast Twitter page. And if you're really into it, you can find us on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> where our social media manager, Jeff, handles all things TikTok. All right. I think uh, doing a little something a little different today. It's not not as much fantasy. We're going to be talking about the over-under betting lines for uh, the NFC. The I think we'll do the NFC this week, maybe going to the AFC next week, because we do have a little bit of law here until we, you know, as these training camps get in, we start getting more news, which we did get some big news that we're going to talk about here in a second. Yeah, that was, that was, that was disappointing. All right, before we jump into the over-unders, let's talk about the news around the league. And, the and of course, first and foremost is the Aaron Rodgers watch. We actually got some news on this this week. Aaron Rodgers turned down a two-year extension that would have made him the highest-paid player in the league. Yeah, that's so obviously he's got three years left on the contract, one year of, of the, the actual guaranteed money. So, I mean, essentially one year. He turned it down. Uh, this tells me two things as far as the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers moving forward. It's not about the money for this dude, right? It's not about the money. It's it's about it's a it's a it's a he's he's he feels like he's been wronged and he wants the world to know he's been wronged. He does he doesn't respect the organization and, and he's letting letting everybody know. And two, they don't believe in Jordan Love, dude. Like they don't believe in Jordan Love. Because if they did believe in Jordan Love, they would do Allah as they did what fifteen years ago. Yep. Brett Favre doing this, sitting on a tractor. I don't know if I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna come. Blah blah blah. For two three years, and they were like, "Oh, dude, leave. We got this dude that's fantastic waiting." <laughs> and, and and he played and, and has had this Hall of Fame career. If they had any inkling, any confidence that Jordan Love could be above average this season, they do it, bro. They trade him. They get a, a massive haul, and they roll with Jordan Love. But like. They don't. So they were cool having this dude for five more years, having this first round draft pick on the bench. So that's those are the two things I got out of it. I still I still have to think that Rodgers he'll play for the Packers this year. But I think the there's something about the contract where I think he I mean, I, I legitimately kind of think he wants either one or two guys gone up there. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Aaron Rodgers has more respect for every single person living in the state of Wisconsin other than Brian Gutenkunz and Mark Murphy. <laughs> yeah. I I don't doubt it. I mean, it's and I could see where you know if you see one of them get let go, all of a sudden he signs a contract. Yeah. So there there was immediately a a a, a, a movement there on the franchise trying to recreate the narrative, right? Like, oh well, we were we were willing to make him the highest paid player in the NFL. Like no, we're 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 beyond that, dude. Like they're trying to save their own skin. Like, no. yeah, and I mean, and that just goes to the, you know, one of them. It was either Murphy or Gutenkunz came out and said, uh, "Oh, he's an odd, you know, he's an odd fella." And the other, you know, the other one was, you know, they tried to make it sound like, "Oh, they're doing everything they can to yep. try to talk to Rogers, and he's just not responding." And I love that he just keeps wearing that "I'm offended" T-shirt every time he's on TV. <laughs> like it, it makes it even better. It's it's a it's a great soap opera. 
and and then the the other biggest news was man like how how hard up are they for NFL news when there was Rodgers hired someone to clean his house yeah yeah <laughs> A la, that's what you do right before you put it on the market, correct? That's that's the that's, well. That's I guess what people are looking into what they were saying was that a bunch of these guys order deep cleanings on their house when they haven't been there for two, two, four months and stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, two years ago, Tom Brady, right? He did that to his New England mansion, and sure enough, a year later, he was gone. Right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I don't read too much into you. Hired someone to clean a house. How much do you think a rich dude pays somebody to clean his house? Probably a lot. I'm sure it's a big house, right? Yeah. I got mops. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go clean Roger's house. All right. Odell Beckham Jr. says he's primed for a comeback this year. Look. Do you uh, buy into it? Ultimate talented dude, right? Maybe one of the most talented receivers of the last five, ten years in the NFL. Bottom line with this dude, it's about the it's it's the durability, right? He He, he only played seven games last year. Two years ago, he did play 16 games, played 12 the year before, played four the year before. But the team kind of succeeded without him. So, I mean, does that make him expendable? Like, I don't I don't know if this is a marriage that's going to last. Like, do you? Like, he's expensive. No, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I think it lasts this year. Yeah. Because this, this feels like one of the years the window's open with, for the Browns, like, this year. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of players they're going to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to pay Baker. They're going to pay, you know, Miles Garrett's probably coming up again at some point, going to want more money. That I mean, they they have a loaded defense. They have, I mean, what about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt? Yeah. These guys, I mean, these guys are going to command money. Is that, that maybe the most talented roster in the NFL? Like, am I? Yeah. Am I? No, I, I think. I mean, and that's what I was talking stacked. about. The window, the window is right now. Yeah, and and here's here's the thing with OBJ. His last four years, right? Uh. uh he he's his two best seasons of the last four years. He's had just over a thousand yards. Like there's tons of receivers in the league that don't make fifteen million dollars a year that that can get you that right. Yeah. Now, all right. In the heartbreaking news of the week, Cam Akers suffered a torn Achilles. He's out for the year. And as much as I was, I was sold on Cam Akers. I loved him. Uh, he was one of those. You know, he's one of those guys you're eyeballing, you know, where do you want to take him this year? And uh, obviously now you can't. But let's let's talk about some of the backups and what you think about him. Now, what I found interesting, I was listening to Peter Schrager, who has that podcast with uh, Sean McVay, mm-hmm. the flying coach. Mm-hmm. And Peter Schrager, who is, you know, obviously close to McShay, was saying that they aren't, going out looking for a Le'Veon Bell, a Todd Gurley, like they're, they're ha- that they're fine with their running back room. Well, they, they, they got some young dudes in that running back room. They got a, they got a Xavier Jones out of SMU. He was an undrafted free agent in 2020. Uh, they got that kid, uh, Raymond Calais played, played college football, Louisiana Lafayette. He was a seventh rounder to Tampa Bay last year. So they, I mean, they, they got some young dudes that really nobody knows about. They're kind of unknowns. Uh, they, they lost, they, they lost Brown to free agency, right? Yeah, the Daryl Henderson's still there that we know. The three that have been moving up the trending boards are Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, and Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like the, I mean, if there's a position where a guy that that's kind of under the radar can excel, it's it's the running back position, right? We see that every year, a la last year, James Robinson, undrafted rookie at Jacksonville. Like, I mean, out who would you look at? Who who would you be looking at taking your shot on here? Is it Daryl Henderson or Xavier Jones? Well. 
I feel like I don't know enough about Jones. I mean, I, we've seen Henderson a little bit. I'm, I'm sure he'll have the role early on, and it's up to him whether he's going to keep it or not, right? Yeah. So, I, d- I just don't think I've seen enough from Daryl Henderson to think that he's going to maintain and keep the job. So I, I, I know you said that they weren't interested in all these these these, these big-name free agents, but if you were looking at one of these free agents, who do you think is the best fit with the Rams? Is it a Le'Veon Bell? Is it a Duke Johnson? Is it Adrian Peterson? Or is it the re- reconciliation with, with uh, Todd Gurley in the franchise? <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that's a tough one. I mean, they're they're all... Maybe with the exception of Duke Johnson, I feel like they're all shot fighters, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. So, I'm, I, so for me, I think it's a, it's one of those kind of risky things. It's it's not someone I would, if the, if one of these guys starts moving up the boards too much, I'm out. Yeah. If it's someone I can pick up later rounds, like how it has been with Mike Davis, who we kind of expect to keep pushing up boards, yeah. then you know, may you know maybe if you can. Get a Daryl Henderson seventh round, but I I just don't think it's going to end up like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make a declaration as far as fantasy football. I will not have a Rams running back on my roster. I feel like it, there's there's too much unknown. I'm 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 just gonna take a hard pass on that one. Yeah, I I, I think that's where I would sit right now. And you know, pending where you can get one. And and and, and it sucks, dude, because Cam Akers was really coming into his own there at the end in that playoff push. Like he was fantastic. Probably would have been a second rounder, maybe. Yeah, and it really it does shake up the fantasy drafts because Cam Akers was a second rounder. Yep. So now you're I mean, you think taking one person now doesn't affect that much, but it affects a ton of stuff because I mean it's yeah. I mean, now there's you know, it's pushing you know, it's pushing guys up all the way around and you know I mean, if, gotta, any, if anything, that just helps the stock for the guys that were in that same tier that he was, uh, 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 Najee Harris, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, uh, and this is where doing these mock drafts helps out because you, now you know Cam Akers is out. you got to go back on there and mock and see who's available at these positions. Because yeah. does, someone, does someone pull up Najee Harris earlier now? Do they? Does Joe Mixon go a couple spots earlier now because they know, like, okay, I can't, I can't, if you're 12 and 13, well, I can't pass on one of these guys now because they're you know this guy's not sitting here in the third round no more cam makers was the guy that that people probably would have i mean it's not unconceivable that they would have reached that in the early teens right for a cam makers no i mean i he was sitting right there early third yeah or early second I mean. early second yeah. yeah yeah it was in that in that austin eckler yeah he was that he was that eckler eckler mixing in him range yeah and and where Najee's been moving up to yeah and that i mean does that how bad does that affect the Rams from a win loss total in your in your opinion? I give it I I think I give it about a half a game. Half a game? Yeah. I would I don't think it you can't I mean you can't go into it and be like, oh, that's like a three game swing, you know? It but if they were let's see, I mean, well, and we'll talk about them later. They were at ten and a half games over under, yeah. and yeah, I'd give it about a half a game. And the, the thing about the Rams, like, like they're they have a really, really impressive roster, but they're not deep, right? They don't really have a deep roster. Like, are they another key player injury away? Where like maybe that's not even a playoff team. Yeah, I. I it, they they possible. have some expensive talent. Like they got yeah. they, they got some badass dudes that get paid, but they're not deep. That that's that's kind of the the give and take with that, right? Yeah. All right, Kenyon Drake says the Raiders' offense is going to space in 2021. Yeah, I mean, didn't love that signing when it happened, right? They, they got Josh Jacobs every down back. That, that was the, the, the way everybody felt on him. I mean, they have, they have Jalen Richard, Richard the, the third down back, kind of the pass catcher out of the backfield. And they signed this dude for, for two years, 11 million, Kenyon Drake. 
coming into a sixth season, never been a thousand yard rusher. Uh, I feel like that money could have been better spent on the defensive side of the football, maybe even the O line, which they yeah. completely broke up from last year. I mean, he, he was a Cardinal. He's a good player. Uh, is he going to be happy not being the starter? Uh, I guess time will tell, man. But all of a sudden, that becomes kind of a crowded backfield, and that hurts from a fantasy point of view. That hurts all three of those dudes' stock, right? Maybe he meant going to space, and there's no air, and they all die. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was, maybe he was bidding on that flight with that Bezos dude, right? <laughs> Trying to go to space. All right, this one I thought was interesting. Uh, Tom Brady played all, pretty much all year on a torn MCL. Yeah, and the thing about that is nobody knew, man. No. Like, the league's going to drop the hammer on that, right? See, this is where I'm not sure if the league will or not because, okay, it doesn't matter what your injury is mm-hmm. if you go, if you're full go at practice. I don't I don't know about enough about the injury report to know that, but, I, I mean, from a, like, from a gambler's perspective, like, that, that affects the lines and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, if... Yeah, he, he never said he played. Yeah, it, if it turned, I mean, if that's, I don't see where it's that big of a deal. If the player, if he was full go at practice and he was playing, what what is there to put on the injury report? Who who broke that story? I'm not sure. I, I did that I, come from the Brady camp? I didn't. I don't know if he said something about it. Because from an organization from an organizational standpoint, like the Bucks, like you don't want that shit to get out because you don't want the league to to investigate that and 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 find just, you as an organization. I just kind of. I'm not sure how much there is to investigate. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's like saying, I mean, what if, if you had a rib injury as a quarterback mm-hmm. and you were full go at practice, what what is there to report? Yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid to disclose my injuries. I, I sprained my ankle about 10 minutes ago, and I told Wes as soon as I walked in the door. Yeah. You probably, <laughs> what, what are you out for, like three, four weeks? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no time at all. And uh, Tom, Tom, some people are just built differently. Yeah, yeah, some people are just built differently. Like I, I just uh, don't, don't, don't don't even put it on the injury report. We'll <laughs> we'll be at practice tomorrow. Uh, Tom Brady news as well. His, his uh, trainer, the Guerrero, uh, said that he's fully confident that he's going to play at least two more years, putting him at forty five years old. Just just blows my mind, yeah. man. He, dude's an alien. He's he, an alien. He's taking care of his body. All right, uh, and uh, this is. This is a good one. Gave me a chuckle this week. Mm-hmm. Is Deion Sanders? He walked out of a media day yep. Yep. at a. They're having a media day for that team. He's a head coach of. Yep. And he walked out because they called him Dion. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, he said, if you know, if uh, you called Nick Saban Nick, he would cuss at you. Yeah. And then I think everybody's been posting today on Twitter all these videos of all these interviews where people are just calling him Nick. Nick, yeah. So, if I mean, is that one of those, he doesn't like his name or he just feels it's a slight disrespectful? I think he was trying to make it seem disrespectful. Yeah, so, I mean, did, did you see the video of the guy asking the question via via Zoom? Did, did you see No, it? I didn't watch. I, like, I, I read it. I watched I looked it. At, I mean, the guy looked sloppy. He looked frumpy. I mean, the the he he, he, he looked like a bartender at a local, local dive bar. I'm sure if it was a, somebody with some media clout, uh, not a big deal, but he took it as a some, you know, mid twenties punk is 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 showing me up. And, and and the thing that made him walk away after he told him like, "Hey, dude, like, don't 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 call me Dion." The guy chuckled and said, "Okay, Dion." <laughs> a second time, guy went all in, and uh, at that point, Dion's like, "No, nah, I'm out. I'm not taking shit from some." Yeah, it just see, it just seemed weird because it's like I don't I don't know if I've ever heard him referenced as. Sanders, 
Yeah. You know, like I mean it's 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 been neon Dion, right? The, yeah. That's the prime time, neon yeah. Dion, like it I mean, that's what people know him as. I, I don't I don't get it. I would just call him Prime if I was a reporter. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Prime? And he'd probably think like, yeah. I mean yeah. The, the 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 dude's obviously an alpha, he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. But that the fact that the guy doubled down uh made him walk out, I think. If he just would have said like, oh, my bad prime or, or something. Yeah, I just didn't see the big issue with it. Like, yeah. I mean, it gets the news out there about the, the schoolies coaching. Yeah. What was it, Jackson State or yeah. something like that? Any press is good press, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right, it's time. Oh, man. It is time for Weddow's Top 5. Look, it's the segment that's been sweeping the nation. We need to get a drop for this. Like. <laughs> that's been sweeping the nation for about three weeks now. Uh, this week's Weddow's Top 5... Uh, uh, I, I went. I want to hear the passion. Yeah, I went to the. Uh, I believe they call it the silver screen. <laughs> is that what they call it? Yeah. The 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 movies. Uh, this week's top five is going to be top five movie villains of all time. Uh, this was this was tough. I actually I actually sat down and put pen to paper, uh, bouncing ideas off my wife. Shout out, Mrs. Uh, Broke it down. Came up with several close calls. Can you want to go over the close calls first? We'll, no, we'll like, talk about it. We just we just do the top. Five. No, I mean because I mean I'm not allowed to debate it, but I'm gonna be real disappointed depending who you left off here. Oh man, uh, your guy. Uh, lot 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 of great villains. Top five, top five villains this week. Number five. I don't know if you guys saw it. Movie just released. Space Jam Two. LeBron James, villain number five. <laughs> uh, look, man. Uh, just be a better dad. Just be a better dad to your kids, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the early storyline, uh, his oldest kid, uh, I guess, I mean, it wasn't even played by his kid, but it's a, the guy's supposed to be Bronny Jr. We know he's a five-star basketball player, probably going to play in the NBA. His second son uh, also plays basketball, but it doesn't really love it as much. He's more into video games, into computers. And just, I mean, the dude's a villain. The first 30 minutes of the movie, LeBron, he's just antagonizing his kid about not playing football and the... Kid runs to his room and closes the door. He just wants to play video games, and he's building a computer. He's building a computer, Wes. <laughs> and LeBron could care less because he's not outside getting buckets working in the lab on the court. Just love your kids for who they are, man. So top five villain of all time, Yeah, he's LeBron. number five. He's number five. He, he edged out Drago and Hans Gruber. He's, he's, he's number five. <laughs> just be a better dad overall. Uh, number four, uh, the 2014 drama. Gone Girl, remember that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Roseman Pike's character, Amy Dunn, just a complete psychopath. All right, saw this movie in the theater. Uh, basically, plans her own kid. Her hus- her husband, played by Ben Affleck in the movie, cheats on her with Emily Ratatowski, I believe it's pronounced. Shout out Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> she finds out uh, whatever. Plans her own kidnapping, makes it look like Ben Affleck killed her. Runs away, takes a bunch of money. Uh, Essentially meets up with Doogie Howser, MD, played uh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris in the movie. Kills that dude after he lets her move in, live in a mansion. He thinks they're building this great relationship that they're in love. And she just slices his throat like a, like a, like a pig, man. She's a psychopath. Goes on. Uh, dude gets arrested. Ben Affleck gets arrested for the murder. Like, the whole town hates him. He's having press conferences. I mean, he obviously doesn't love her anymore because he's got Emily Ratajkowski. You know what I mean? So, long story short, like, she eventually comes back. Plays it seem like Doogie, the Doogie Hauser guy kidnapped her. Uh, basically, at the end of the movie, gets back with Ben Affleck after he realizes all this shit that she did. Roll credits, movie ends. I'm sitting in the in the theater with my wife, and I turn around, and there's an older couple sitting behind us in the theater, and I look at the gentleman and kind of give him a whew, 
How about that, huh? Guy looks at me straight face and tells me, scariest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I tend to agree, man. The, is, is that the movie that they had to stop filming for a few days because Ben Affleck refused to wear a New York Yankees hat? Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, fanhood, man. Fans yeah. are crazy. Short for fanatic. So, like, I wouldn't wear a Dodger hat. Now, when you watch that movie, was that one of those ones where uh, you were... Did you finish it? And you're like, man, I think my wife's trying to kill me. No. So my wife had read the book. So so she knew the 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 premise of the film. And so when it's it's almost kind of two halves. The first half of the movie is uh, Ben Affleck. You know, everybody assumes he did it. Like I'm watching the journal. Like, this this dude killed his wife. Like what a what a jerk. <laughs> so then it goes to another scene and it shows the wife cruising around, hair hair down in a convertible in the wind. And my wife knew that was coming. And I kind of you know, gave a gasp and she looks at me and she goes, right? Crazy. Huh? I'm like, you knew this? <laughs> what a psycho. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the villain number four this week on the uh, Weddle list. Number three, I went with Lord Voldemort, Harry Potter, uh, seven crazy movies. Like this dude's such a bad dude. People are literally afraid to say his name, dude. He whom we cannot speak of or mention or whatever. And all he does, he just torments these incredibly gifted children at, uh, at the, the wizard school, whatever. I don't know what the name of it is. But uh, uh, your, wife, your wife's going to fight you. Yeah, I know. She's, she likes Harry Potter. This dude's just killing mudbloods left and right. I mean, he's... he's he, and, and he doesn't have a nose. Like, that, that's kind of scary. He's a, he's a pale figure, a bald head, just gangly arms. He's got liver spots all over his body, just waving this little wand, expelling army his people, whatever the hell he says. Yeah, that shit's scary. He's number three. Number two, Lion King 1994, Scar. All right? This dude, really the first Disney animated villain that kills people. Like, that. that's 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 a, I mean, that's a notch on the old belt for that guy. He kills his brother, Mufasa, the king of the Pride Lands, and then he sends his nephew, Simba, out into the, you know, they go beyond the shadows or whatever his dad told him not to go to. He assumes he's dead, so that's two bodies on his list, two teardrops under the eye. Uh, he comes back and he takes Mufasa's wife, Sarabi, all right, and makes her like the lead, puts her to work. This dude just just ruined the entire the entire jungle, essentially, till Mufasa came back and ruined the day. He hangs out with these three hyenas. One of them's Whoopi Goldberg. They're just, yeah, the guy's a Disney animated villain kills people. <laughs> it's I mean, 10-year-old me was like, what a terrible person. And number one, the gold standard uh, ultimate villain, Darth Vader, man. Like, Darth, that dude chokes people just by holding up his hand. Doesn't even have to touch you. Uh, goes throughout galaxies. I mean, he blew up a planet. He has this badass ship, the Death Star. Uh, in, the, in the first three episodes, he's Anakin Skywalker. He literally kills these children. He just kills them. I mean, he's... And, and uh, also, on the bad father note, not the best dad. So, uh, that's this week's top five Darth Vader. <laughs> Number one. Real, I, I was real surprised with the... Uh... The Thanos being left off the list. It's more that I like Thanos. I didn't want to put him on the list. It was pretty tight between Thanos and LeBron. <laughs> Am I out of balance here? Think Thanos is a better father? I don't, I don't know. I'm, he, he accepted his kids, right? That purple girl with the bald head and yeah, I mean, the green lady. And tried to rip them apart. I mean, you know, got to have discipline. What are we <laughs> the, without discipline? So that was Weto's top five. No debates allowed. Thanks, guys. All right. So we're going to talk about these over-unders in the NFC. And these were the most recent Vegas lines I could get. And as we talk about them, we're going to – what would you bet over, under, or 
or would, is it a push bet for you where you wouldn't bet that? Because that's what you think they're going to do. So let's talk about the NFC East here. The Cowboys, nine win over under. This is and keep in mind. This is what we were talking about before. Yep. We it's hard to think about it, but it's a seventeen game season. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you're you're doing math in your head as you do this. This is this is all brand new for gamblers. I feel like they've had the, the the percentages down for years. We were sixteen games. Now it's seventeen. It kind of makes you rethink it. And when you look at the NFC East as we read through them, they're like I think. Nine is the highest one, mm-hmm. yeah. and that doesn't bode well for the NFC East here. No, no. So, uh, obviously, this is this is gambling. How many dudes? Give me a percentage that you think are going to go put gambles, put bets. I'm sorry on uh, on uh, gambles on, on these over under wins. Still thinking that it's a 16 game season. Oh, because that's going to happen, yeah. dude. That's going to happen. I would. I'd put a gamble here on the Cowboys on the over. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I like the over. It's not the best division. If we can get a full 17 games from Dak Prescott, I feel like that offense is good enough to win nine games. Yeah, I I, I would put the I'd, – I'd go for the over, go for the 10th game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's a that's a two-division rate, two, two-team race in the division, correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right, the Giants are – Giants are seven seven-game over-under. What do you got here? Give me the under. I got him at six. Yeah. I got him at six wins. Uh, I mean, it's basically going to come down to the Daniel Jones, right? And and the Saquon Barkley being hurt every year. Like, I don't I don't know, man. If Saquon stays, if you can guarantee me, say, if, if I could guarantee you Saquon would stay healthy, would you go over? Or would you say that's a push at seven? Give me the push at seven. All right. So the Washington football team, eight and a half. Eight and a half over under. I'm going the over. I'm also going over. I got them at about nine or ten wins. Uh, it's a talented roster, man. It's a playoff team from last year. Uh, Ron Rivera coming into his second year in the franchise. I feel like it's an, they got an upgraded quarterback. I get it. The guy's a gunslinger. He's going to turn the ball over. But Nasty like, defense. Great D-line. That front seven is is maybe maybe the front best front yeah. seven. And I like the mix of, and I know we've mentioned before, I like this mix of Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson. I, I like. I'll take the over here. Yeah, they they got some skin, skill players that can put some points up. And the thing is, with that defense, they're not. I feel like the Cowboys are going to have to score thirty a night to get to 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 the W. I don't see that for the for the Reds. For, I'm sorry for the football team. That uh, <laughs> that defense is nasty, as Jeff would say. The uh, the Eagles are six and a half, six and a half over under here. Uh, this is one of the harder ones for me. Mm-hmm. I I don't like. I borderline have this as a push. I don't know if I'd bet this. Give me the Eagles over at seven because I feel like they're going to beat the Giants twice, mm-hmm. and that's going to be enough to get them to seven. Yeah, that this, this one was a, that one was a little tougher for me because it was it was too close to call for me. Did like, you see that video of Jalen Hurts squatting like six hundred and fifty pounds the other day? No, good lord, good. I, when I saw it, I was like, he's not going to go all the way down. Holy shit, he went all the way down. <laughs> all right, NFC West. This is a. Uh, Got our Homer division here. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, Seahawks, ten push, even ten. Give me a push on that. I feel like uh, that's a tough division, man. That's the toughest division in football. Like there, there's, there's no easy Sundays in that division. That that's seven games in that division. They're gonna play that. It's gonna be a dog fight. Like it's pretty much a war of attrition in that the, division. The, this whole division's tough to call for me because it's it's so easy for them to win or drop a game to one of the other. You know. 
they have six games within the division. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, you could, I mean, you could easily see the Seahawks, you know, eking out the Niners in a game or, you know, barely getting beat by the Cardinals or yeah. something. And yeah. just that was, you know, that was the 10th game. Every Sunday's going to be a dogfight in the division. Great division. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the push there. I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel safe betting on that one. Uh, let's talk about the Rams. Ten and a half point. And if you can still get this ten and a half point line, I'd go under. Yeah, bet the under and bet it hard, man. Like there's it. If the line doesn't move, I mean that's a that's a glitch on Vegas, right? They just lost their starting running back, and it's a yeah. big unknown behind that. Now, I mean, I don't expect the line to change much more than mm-hmm. maybe a half a game. Yeah, yeah. but. If you're at ten and a half, and you can get the if you can go ahead and get the under, and then it moves to ten, I mean that's kind of a win for you, right? And I feel like, I mean, I like the move, but is 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 Matthew Stafford being maybe a little overvalued? I like Stafford, but like that's that's I don't know. We're, I, we're talking like Joe Namath showed up. No, I mean I think from the beginning I, I've kind of been on the hype with it because okay. it's I think he's better than Goff. Yeah, they've put up similar numbers, but you know Stafford's just going to be. Yeah, I think the number Stafford has a chance to put up where Goff was mm-hmm. is a little higher. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I like the Rams at the over 10.5. It stays at 10.5. I'm sorry, the under? Give, give me the under on that. Yeah. All right, Cardinals, 8.5. You smashing the over here? Way over. Putting the putting, put, putting the pink slip on this one. The old... The old uh, what, what do you call them for the Cardinals? Here? 10. 10-11. You'd put them at a 10? Yeah. I mean, I... I love the Cardinals, man, and I know I'm a homer. People think I'm just being a homer, but like, nah, I like that roster. I I feel like two to three is the biggest jump in a quarterback's career, and I think like Kyler's ready to make that ginormous jump into the pantheon of big time quarterbacks I looked, in this league. I looked at their line at eight and a half, and I too would take the over on this one. But I looked at it: if the Cardinals aren't a nine win team, that's an absolute failure. Yeah, absolutely. In and and changes may be made in the franchise. Oh, absolutely, yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean for sure they're, but the, uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on an eight and a half. I'd put money on that. I mean they they made some splashy offseason moves. Obviously, brought in JJ Watt, brought in AJ Green, drafted a, a pretty good weapon in the second round wide wide receiver in uh, Rondell Moore. Yep. Like, yeah, love the Cardinals going into this season. Now, how do you feel about the 49ers at ten and a half? Uh, and I think we forget, we kind of forget that. You know, they had a lot of their squad out last year. Yeah, and for my money, that's the best coach in the division as as we stand here today. Give me the Niners at the over. I feel like I feel like they're the sleepy candidate to win the division. Like, even Garoppolo Lance, like, I, I think Garoppolo's going to have a nice year and have a nice send-off into... I mean, if I had money in my hand looking at this one on the board, I would call it the push mm-hmm. because I, I do not know... I mean, you think their quarterback's going to be okay. You think he's going to be good, but you don't know. Yeah. So I'll take the push. And it's almost going to be a new roster to what they had at the end of last season with with all the injuries they had. Yeah. And and it's a it's a ten and a half. So can can you push the half? No, I mean I just wouldn't bet on yeah. this. Like it's 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 too close. Keep your money. Yeah. Keep your money. Pound 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 that Cardinals though. Pound that Cardinals over. Pound that Cardinals over. Pound that Cardinals over. So so far we know we got a pound. We're pounding the Cardinals over and the Washington football team. Correct. The uh, the NFC North, mm-hmm. the Packers are not on the boards, yeah. and I I I thought I was looking at the list wrong, and I kept looking at it. I'm like, why is it like? And I I sat there and I went through and counted. And I'm like, oh, there's only 31 teams on here. Yeah. And then sure enough, because 
Vegas is not going to let you bet when nope. they don't know if Rodgers is there. Nope, and and that and that's just smart on their part. Yeah. They, they they don't even know. Now, what would be your prediction if Rodgers was there on their over under? Well, I think they'd put it at ten and a half. Well, they're coming off. If if it's ten and a half, give me the over because they're coming off back to back thirteen win seasons. They were thirteen and three uh, last year and the year before. Uh, I'd put it at let's see. I'd put it at 11, 11 and a half maybe with the extra game. And I mean, if it's if it's 10, 10 and a half pound the over, if it's if it's 11, 11 and a half closer to 12, I'd probably think about it. But if Rodgers is there, man, like with that roster coming back, that talent, like they're going to win that division, right? Yeah. The Bears 7 and a half. What do you what do you think? Oh god. Uh, like I I don't hey man, I got to call the under yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the under in the Bears, and I you know we always I always joke around about how much I love Andy Dalton, but if they roll into and especially if they roll into the season with Andy Dalton for the first couple games, I'm I'm pounding the under here. I mean, what he did last year in Dallas with 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 far superior weapons on offense, right? Yeah, was incredibly underwhelming. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be a. a a rebuild type of deal. Like at Dalton will probably start the first few games. There'll be some growing pains with uh with uh the rookie from Ohio State. Uh yeah. Give me the under on that. Give me the under. All right, the Vikings that are even nine. Uh give me the over on that. I feel like the Vikings can make a splash this year. They got a monster running back. Like as long as they keep uh two good receivers, decent yeah. tight end. As long as they keep Kirk Cousins off primetime uh TV, I feel I feel like they can win some games. You don't worry about the uh, defense. They had a pretty well. That's that's Zimmer's job, right? Like, he's, yeah, he's, it's his job to fix. Well, and that. that's what was so surprising last year. Yeah. Like, you just didn't expect the Vikings to have bad defense with yeah. Zimmer there. No, I, I I feel like that defense will play better. And uh, just a lot of weapons, man. Those those, those two receivers, Je- Jefferson's coming into his own. Yeah, give me give me the over. I'm in yeah, I w- I'd be I tentatively would want to put money on the over if I w- if you were forcing me to bet on this, I'd be going over. Yeah. The uh, the Lions at four and a half. I think this is one of the. This might be the lowest one in the NFL. I'm surprised it's not at two and a half. I'm taking the under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the. And I get it. People people are loving Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. They maybe they love playing for him, but you can love playing for him all day. Yeah. They just don't have it. Just because your head coach can beat up every other head coach in the league doesn't mean you're going to win games, right? Yeah. And and they're just. Maybe maybe the I can't remember the last time a worse receiving core went into a season than what the Lions are are putting out there this year, right? Yeah, when Goff, Goff's not going to be better without McKay. Your 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 by far best receiver is T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, and it's not even close. Yeah, I mean they're yeah that's a that's a bad roster, but I mean I I like Dan Campbell. I feel like they can get better, but it's not going to be this year. No, it's not going to be this year. So. Give me the under. Like, there's a world where they finish with 14, 15 losses. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. NFC South. All right. We got the Saints. The Saints are even nine right now. Now, do you do you think it matters if Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Do you does does one of those two move the over under for you? Um, because it doesn't really for me. No. Not really. I mean, I I prefer Jameis from a fantasy standpoint because he can throw the ball. But give me give me a push on that. 
Yeah, that, I was going to push. I was going to say the same thing. Nine, I, nine and eight sounds like a realistic. I, I'm not comfortable. I wouldn't be comfortable betting an over here. Definitely not comfortable betting an under. I mean, you look at the the other. You know, they got two games against the Bucks, but mm-hmm. they got four games total against the Panthers and Falcons. And yeah, and yeah, give me the push. I mean that that team's not going to be better without Drew Brees. I mean, I know he's over and he he couldn't couldn't throw it downfield, but I don't see them being better without him, right? No. Yeah. I mean, you can say what you want about the old, you know, maybe Drew Brees was old and stuff, but he was still a smart quarterback. Dude, have you been keeping up with Jameis's uh, workouts? Oh, yeah. Did you see the one with the dogs? <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't watch that one. I saw the I saw yeah. the one where he was like like he's he's got to he's got to be like messing around with this shit, right? Like these aren't legit workouts. Like he's he likes he likes being the goofy guy that puts crab legs in his pockets, you know what I mean? Like he's 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 running around do, with a towel like like and he's got like a it looks like a like a German shepherd just running around him and he's just in the pocket trying to avoid the German shepherd as if it was a defensive lineman. And and this went on for like 2 minutes. <laughs> like it, it it's almost it almost reminds me of of a of a the the Rocky 4 training montage where he's just doing everything like a caveman in the snow with logs and axes and I mean it's it, it's hysterical. All right. You got the bucks at an even 12 here. Over. Call, call me crazy. I'm taking yeah. the over. Pound the over, dude. I'm, I'm going I'm on the train. Brady Say Brady's it. trying to win every game. Say it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like he's I think he can see the finish line. He's he's obviously in the latter part of his career. Like this at this point like he has everything. He has the, he has the MVPs. He has the the They brought back together this this gelled Super Bowl team that you know, halfway through the season, he he's he's got the handle on this offense now. Yep. He's in, you know, he's full driver's seat, keys in hand. Give me the over. Yeah, yeah. They, I can see them getting to 14, 15 wins, dude. Like, it, would would you be surprised? I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was seventeen. Yeah, and 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 uh, all twenty four starters coming back, right? On offense yeah. and defense from a Super Bowl champion team. Yeah, give me the over. All right, Panthers at seven and a half. Give me the under on this. I like him at about six or seven. Year two for Matt Rule, uh, new quarterback. Even though I like him, it's still kind of an unknown. I mean, they 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 got some good receivers. They they drafted another receiver, right? They got they they got Robbie Anderson. They got DJ Moore. They drafted uh, the the kid from LSU. I wanted to take the over on this one, but I looked at. I would call this one a push at seven and a half. I wouldn't be comfortable with over or under the. If it wasn't for the Saints and the Bucks in the division, I would have gone, you know, I'd be more comfortable than over. Uh, Those are four tough games for them to overcome. 10-4. Yeah, that sounds about right. But give me the under. Another tough division. Like, I don't think they're better than the Saints. I don't think they're better than the Bucks. I don't think they're better than the Falcons. Like, 1-5, 6 is a real possibility in that division for them. All right, you got the Atlanta Falcons here. Seven and a half over under. I'm... I'm taking an under. I'm going to go the over. I yeah. like the Falcons, dude. I like yeah. the Falcons. Uh, I think it's going to be another year of it might be a high-powered offense that's just losing games. I like the over. Uh, First-year coach coming over, uh, what, the, the OC from uh, from the Titans. Uh, Calvin Ridley's coming into his own. He's he's the alpha there. They drafted the young stud tight end. Um, Kyle Pitts. And- I feel like they're going to win games the way the Cowboys are going to win games, right? Just shoot out in the dome, outscoring people. Uh, always been a Matt Ryan guy. I like Matt Ryan. Uh, like Arthur Blank, I think he's a cool dude. Yeah. The owner, give me I, the over. I, I still think they got that suspect defense. It, oh yeah, they, I mean they're they're not studs on there, but I like the Falcons. 
Because I, I kind of look at it right off the bat. I just don't see where they're going to beat the Saints, the Bucks, and maybe split with the Panthers. So right there's, you know, right there we're looking at possible five losses and could just pile up from there. Should be interesting. Any, uh, I mean, so as so that, you know, that was our overview on the over-unders. And as we look at them, like, you know, Bet responsibly, obviously, but <laughs> don't 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 lose your house based yeah. on what we say. Yeah, we'll see what when we get <laughs> Jeff back here next week. We'll see if he uh, how much he mortgaged. He was up. Talked to him a couple of days ago. Said he was up. <laughs> yeah, famous but, last words. But nobody ever says they're <laughs> down, right? Nobody ever says they're down. I broke even. I broke even. All right, let's do some off-topic talk, and let's we do it. we got some decent stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do some heartbreaking stuff to talk about. The uh, let's start with the. Uh, Congrats to Colin Morikawa. Yeah. He won the Open. Yeah. The British Open. Mm -hmm. The uh, great performance. Yeah. I mean, and that's his second best big win here in in the last handful of weeks, right? And Well, that's his, uh, he won the PGA Championship last year when it was, which is pretty much less than a year ago because they, 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 after COVID, they smashed all those, uh, all the majors into the end of the year. Yep. And then come out, win the British Open. Real good ball striker, man. He's a real smooth hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he seems like a good dude, man. I watched a little bit of, of, yeah. his, of his of his post uh, post winning post conference. Oh, California boy. Yeah, this guy's singing happy birthday to people. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a win for the for the little guy. Homeboy's only five eight. All right. So obviously, congrats to Colin. The uh, NCAA. How about this one? Mm-hmm. Nick Saban says oh, that yeah. quarterback Bryce Young. Already has around a million dollars, maybe approaching a million dollars in the name image likeness deals. Yeah, hasn't even been named the starter yet. That's crazy. And, and that dude's got seven figures. But in good, his good for him. Uh, good like, for I, all these kids. Yeah, man. I love it. Good for all these kids. Like, there's a because maybe Bryce Young doesn't make it anywhere in the NFL, but yeah, at least he can. If he's smart, he you know he takes the he gets a million dollars of deals, bank it. Yeah. And like he's he's set for a long time. Yeah, and 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 not. I mean, he's the obviously the quarterback for the the best college football team in the country. He's gonna make more money than anybody else. But like, there's athletes all over that are getting paid with this. Like, there, there's a there's a college wrestler that from Tucson. He's wrestling out of the Big Ten. Like he's 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 doing spots for for the chicken wing place at at, at, at his little town. Yeah, and it's good for him. And it's one of those things. I mean, honestly, if you look at it, like if you, I mean, most normal Americans, if if you have a really good job. Mm-hmm. Really good job. You're making a hundred grand a year. I mean, yeah. this guy set himself. You know, he's got himself ten years worth of yeah. salary if he doesn't make it in the NFL, and he can, you know, have something to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, these dudes are on cameo now. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Bijan from Tucson, the running back at Texas. He's, I think it's like sixty five bucks to get him to say what's up on cameo. Like, good for these kids, man. The uh, real, like, I love how this is shaping up. I mean, at at some point, at some point, there's going to be a fallout. Um. It's kind of a free for all right now. Yeah, right? and that's the problem. Like when you have a free for all like this, it's like this. I mean, it's this. It. I mean, it, it, you know, look at it like a housing bubble. It's yeah. there's this huge bubble. All these players are getting all this money, and some something's gonna pop. Yeah, like there's, you know, it's gonna be crazy. And and I don't like it when people say like I don't know how it's gonna happen, but yeah. Uh, make sure you claim that on your taxes, kids, because that's a that's a real thing you're gonna learn as <laughs> as you grow up. <laughs> And then uh, uh, a a bunch of old dudes are saying that like this isn't gonna work because it's gonna it's gonna divide the locker room when the quarterback's making a million dollars and the the backup left tackle like 
isn't making anything. Like hey, get that, better. That's, that's that's the world, man. Get that, better. That's, that's life, right? Yeah, that's life. I mean, why does? I mean, do you think that happens in the NFL? Like, yeah, someone was looking at Peyton Manning. Oh, I can't believe they're paying this motherfucker can't, that much can't money. Can't stand that rich yeah. jerk. Like that, that. That's life, dude. Like you, you, you're worth what somebody will pay you, right? Yeah. You're yeah, worth I mean, what somebody will pay you. I mean, do you think the long snapper for the Colts was upset that Peyton Manning was getting paid that much? No, that dude was just pumped to yeah. when share Gatorade bottles. When, when he got, you know, when that guy gets a ring because mm-hmm. he's playing on the team with Peyton Manning. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, these dudes, most of these dudes are still on big-time scholarships. Like, like it, it's 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 just a nice uh, nice way to take care of these kids because they've, they've been getting screwed for decades. And it's 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 nice to see them get a get to bite the apple, too, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean... I mean, I know you when you did your top five of mm-hmm. the guys that would have made money. I oh, mean, yeah. some of them would have been set for life. Yeah, they would have been millionaires before they even yeah. stepped on the field. I mean, I mean Johnny Manziel probably would have. He might have already been dead if he had gotten that much money. With <laughs> he was so bad in college, <laughs> so bad. All right, MMA news. When you know we uh, we saw the unfortunate. Conor McGregor incident, but I guess he made himself feel better when he ordered a three and a half million dollar Lamborghini yacht. And I looked at the pictures of this thing. This thing was wild. What's this dude's net worth? I know he just sold his whiskey. Well, I think I think it was last year he made something two hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a scenario where this guy runs out of money? I don't know. I mean, like if you look at like it, say if he made two hundred million dollars last year, he was one of the high. He was yeah. the highest paid athlete, right? Yeah, I think so. In at two hundred million dollars. He, he, like the guy could go crazy spending yeah. eighty million dollars, and if he sat there and you know banked another sixty, you know paid taxes, yeah, banked sixty million dollars, that's still good. God, dude, just the the the, <laughs> I mean, you could make two hundred million dollars, spend everything except ten million, and bank that, and you'd still have money. So we 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 talked about a pre-show. This this reminds me of the 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 high school kid that gets dumped and and goes and buys himself something nice and enjoys a quart of ice cream by themselves except this guy's worth half a billion dollars and I, I just got my terrible loss broke my leg I'm gonna go buy a badass yacht to make myself feel better <laughs> right I mean good, I mean, good for him he, I, guess. I mean he obviously had to order something like that way before how I about mean, that how about that hundred thousand dollar chain of himself knocked out that Poirier just uh it was actually a gift from Jake Paul to Poirier and he auctioned it off for charity. I thought, that, I thought that was kind of funny. So it's him knocked out from the second Poirier fight and he's holding a little bottle of NyQuil encrusted in diamonds. Like that's that's kind of I mean, funny, man. How much how much cooler would this yacht been though? Like cuz he obviously order, ordered this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you know, it's not like these things get yeah. made in a couple it's, days. It's just a better story if you bought it the other day. <laughs> but the if, if he had won that fight and then celebrating on his yacht I'm I'm sure that was the game plan, right? Yeah. I mean, year what was it? Twenty years ago, uh the the night of the national championship, uh Miami was playing Ohio State, Willis McGahee threw this ex- exquisite post game celebration party and he got his leg snapped in half, like in the game. Yeah. Like shit like that happens, man. <laughs> He's sitting at the hospital while everybody's celebrating. On his dime. That that back then was illegal, I'm sure he got. All right. Anything from the MLB? Uh, trade deadline coming up. Uh, looks like the Chicago Cubs are going to blow it up. They, they, they got some, some high price talent. They're kind of, they, they've kind of had a weird season. The Cubs, they, they, they were on 11 game winning streak, first place in the division. And then they turn around and lose something like, I don't know, man, 13 in a row or something like that. So it, they got some decisions to make. They, they traded away Jock Peterson. He's gone. 
Uh, Craig Campbell's probably the next piece to fall. The closer. Uh, people always need bullpen help going going down the stretch, ma- making a, a World Series push. The big one's going to be Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, uh, third baseman, can play outfield. Uh, former Rookie of the Year, former MVP, World Series champ. Uh, he's kind of been at odds with the franchise from go. Like even before he got called up, uh, he's probably going to get traded. The Cubs. Uh, he's going to demand. Some three hundred million dollar contract. He's the Cubs ain't gonna give him that. So he's he's probably gonna get traded. Uh, Javi Baez is rumored to want two hundred million dollars for his contract. I don't think he's gonna get that. I mean, they got to make a decision on Rizzo. They won the World Series. The Cubs in two thousand sixteen. Uh, really haven't done much since. I think they made the playoffs once or twice, but haven't got a sniff of the World Series. Uh, time to just. I guess they're gonna completely rebuild and get rid of all that high priest talent. Giants still have the best record in baseball. What about uh, any local baseball news? Have we have we hired a full time head coach yet? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, no, the interviews were complete. Nah, you talking about high school baseball? Oh yeah. Uh, I do not know. Hopefully that decision's made. Uh, my boy was the, was the yeah. was the uh, you got to. Was the, what do they call it? The, uh, they better hire Fabian for that job. Yeah, Fabe's the right man for the job. I'm selling all my gear, Fabian's he's, not the he, man. He's built himself a terrific staff of, of just knowledgeable baseball men, <clears throat> and I feel like that the program can take steps in the right direction with him at the helm. Yeah, so Fabian for Douglas Bulldogs head coach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for, for, the, for the next 20 years. Yeah, we're all in. We're, we're all in. <laughs> all right, and the sad news of the week, NBA... The finals are complete. Congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. As you know, as much as uh, all of us hate it in the area. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not a huge NBA fan. I always watch the playoffs and the finals. And, you know, I kind of got on board with the, the Suns thing. And, Rally the Valley, man. Yeah, it was Suns it was fun. Four. It, you know, it just a little heartbreaking. Really, I wanted to see it. Like, yeah. So, I feel like that was the Suns window. I mean, it's it's so hard in the West. It's so hard in the West. Just things things worked out. I mean, it sucks there were so many injuries, but the the Suns took advantage of that and rode it all the way to the finals and were the betting favorite. There was it was they were gonna crown Chris Paul finally getting his championship and you know just the the cavalcade of things that happened like like Giannis we think he tore his ACL he's out the Hawks are gonna be in the finals no they 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 win the Eastern Conference Finals without Giannis. They beat the Hawks. We don't think Giannis is going to go game one, maybe game two. Like, we don't know if he's going to come back, period. No, dude suits up game one. I mean, just just had a a unbelievable series. He averaged 35 points a night, 13 rebounds, five assists, put up a 50-burger in uh, the clinching game six in Milwaukee. Got his 50 nuggets. Did I feel like the Suns became heels as the playoffs. I mean, I'm a Suns fan. I was rooting for him through and through. Yeah. But I feel like to the common NBA fan, I feel like, the Suns fans kind of became a little obnoxious. Yeah, and and it was hard not to laugh at some of the memes after it was over because it was they had like the Suns and four guy. Yeah, and it was like how many games did the Suns lose in a row? Yeah. And it was him. <laughs> and, and and it was disappointing to watch. I mean, Chris Paul had a really good game six, but I feel like he's. I don't think Chris Paul will ever get to the finals again, and that's. I mean, it is what it is. He got there. Uh, Devin Booker, who had been great throughout the playoffs. I mean, be legendary was his was his slogan. He's got a tattoo on his forearm. Uh, didn't have a great game six. He went eight of twenty two from the field, zero of seven from downtown. And, and would I mean, is the Suns team going to stay together? Well, the core is 
everybody's back with the exception of Chris Paul. We don't know. I mean, rumor was before he was going to demand. I mean, he's 36 years old, dude. Like, he's not young. Uh, he was going to demand something like like three years, $100 million. Robert Sarver is far and away known as maybe the worst owner in the NBA. Like, is he going to give that to him? Because you're going to have to pay everybody else. Like, Aiden's going to eventually have to get paid, even, then, even though he had a terrible game six. And to me, it seems hard to, like you were talking about the in the West, I mean, Everything fell perfectly for yeah. him. Yeah, it like was, they and don't get me wrong, they they, they won they, they won it. some good games to get there. Yeah, it's not their fault that other teams weren't healthy. And they won some good games to get there, but it you know it seemed like this year they just they had that perfect scenario, they had that perfect roadmap, and and you know it it was that brass ring they were trying to grab, and 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 the fact that they they won the first two by comfortable margins, and and that started the whole Suns and Four talk. And then just go and, and, and lose four. Where, where they lost the series, look, game five, uh, they lost 123-119. The Suns shot 58% from the field. Uh, they shot 60% from three, 90% at the free throw line, and lost for only the second time in something like almost 4,000 games in the NBA. <laughs> like that, I mean, you lose that game, bro, and go down 3-2, like, that's it, man. Like, it and, is what it is. And I, like, I had a pretty bad feeling going into watching the game last night just because... You know, A, it was in Milwaukee. Yep. The ref situation wasn't going to oh, be in the Suns' God. favor. The, uh, I mean, it, being that it was in Milwaukee, you know, you're going to have Bakhtari sitting there in the stands oh, yeah. just chugging beers. And his pops. And it was, I mean, everything was stacked against the Suns last night. So you talked about the refereeing. Scott Foster, we all know, NBA ref. So that, now Chris Paul is 0-13 now in playoff games that Scott Foster's the uh, the lead official. <laughs> I mean, is there anything to that? Like, am I just... Like, why would the NBA assign him that game knowing that's going to be a big story leading up to the game? Like, you don't you don't want that, right? I mean, once again, uh, so that's what, game, game, game five, Giannis by himself shot more free throws than the entire Suns game, Suns team. Game six, Giannis shot something like 17 of 18 from the line, which I believe, again, was more than the entire Suns team. I get it, the, the, the Suns don't pound... Pounded in the middle like the the Bucks do, but no, they, I mean, you can you. I guess I'm just trying to make excuses for them, man. And then people are saying like, "Oh, Chris Paul was hurt and he got t- or he was tired." Like you can't make those fucking excuses in the finals, man. You can't. You show up like like that that uh that clinching game against the Clippers where he had like 43 points and zero turnovers. Like he didn't look tired then. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think for me, I think it was Game Five. You know, they were real close in the fourth quarter there. Yeah, in. The turning point for me was when uh, Devin Booker got that ball stolen from yeah, him. Yeah, and it turned into the alley-oop with the foul. And and that reminded me of, uh, I think it was a number of years ago, it was was the Heat and Spurs mm-hmm. when, I think it was game six, they're mm-hmm. rolling the trophy out there oh, yeah. for the Spurs, Spurs and Allen nailed that three. Yep. After Allen nailed that three, I remember thinking, like, the Heat aren't losing this. Yeah, essentially saved LeBron's legacy at, at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I I remember when Allen hit that three, I was just like, "There's no the Heat aren't losing this series." Yeah, and and that's how I, that's kind of how I felt. You saw that you saw Devin Booker when they stole the ball from him, yeah. hit that alley oop, and I was just like, yeah. "Man, this, this is done." So two 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 closing things on on the Suns game, like basically the cliff notes of the series was Giannis was a monster throughout. Drew Holiday, like his his defensive prowess, like changed the way the Suns played, essentially, on offense. And Chris Middleton made some timely shots, man. Like, that's 
That's essentially what that was. And it was it was heartbreaking as a Suns fan. As, as, as soon as the, 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 the clock hit, triple zeros, the confetti's falling down. Devin Booker, camera right on him. He just looks up and sees the confetti, wipes his head and says, damn. And that's, that's tough, man. But, I mean, he's young. He's only, what, 24, 25 years old. Yeah. Hopefully the Suns will be back. But I like the fact that the Suns are competitive again. It's, it's, it's been 10 years. Like, it's, it's something to look forward to next season. They got to get bigger, right? They didn't have, they went through this whole playoff thing without a backup center. Uh, kind of, kind of killed them a little bit. This is, this is the, the worst matchup they could have had. And, and it, it cost them. I love Monty Williams, just a terrific human being. Like, huh. Like, like, like that's, that's the kind of person you, you want your kid to grow up to be is Monty <laughs> Williams. All right. We covered a lot today. We did the, uh, we did the news around the league. Had Weto's amazing top five, the uh, the over under for the NFC, and I think one of the things I wanted, like I, I thought about trying next week, is like I want you and Jeff not to look at the over under lines before we do it and make them up, and and I want to hear what you guys think the over unders are as oh, yeah. we go through. Them. I'm okay with that. That's fine. And, Let's do it. And then, uh, and you know, obviously, time pending next week, we'll be doing some more off topic, but as we get into it, we're getting pretty excited. We should. Like as these camps roll around, we should start getting a lot more and more news from around the league because you know, there's going to be some big injuries. So if you're a fantasy player, you got to be you got to be on top of this news. Thank you guys for joining us. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Y'all have a great night. <laughs>